What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Bros Talking. My name is Ethan. As always, I'm joined by my brother from the same mother and the same father, Nick. Oh, hello. Nick, happy new year. Happy new year, man. How was your new year? 2020. It was great. It was, what did you guys well, do? Uh, so we hung out with a couple of our close friends. Didn't do much. Played some Mario Party. Uh, they left around 11.15, and then Tiff and I went upstairs and... Watched an episode of The Witcher, and then we went to bed. Nice. How was your? What'd you? What'd you do? Went to a restaurant in uh, Albany, New York. Shout out Albany. uh, Shout out Albany. Um, went went to a bar, and for a hot second, probably left the bar around nine. Went back to uh, the house of some friends of ours, and um, just kind of like had a small house party. Played a couple games, including uh, Mario Kart. Nice. So it, seems, it seems like Mario Kart was a thing because uh, a couple of my other friends that I saw today also played it last night. So it was a Mario Kart, Mario Party kind of uh, kind of New Year's. So nice, nice, right on. Yeah, New Year's to me now isn't so much of a big deal. I think since I got out of my party phase and stopped caring like about getting shit faced and doing like hanging out with friends. I don't think for me, really... for me, New Year's never really was like that because. I've always worked on New Year's, so it was never really something that I sought out to like go and get messed up. I think it was cool for us when we were growing up because we got to stay up late and we weren't really used to that because we had such a small house that like our parents could hear everything that we were doing. So we got to actually right. stay up pretty late and stay up and play video games and stuff and past midnight and then but I think as as I got older, I think New Year's just kinda like lost its charm. So I don't really care about New Year's that much, which I mean I probably will when I have kids. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it is so what it uh, is. Just well, a little bit time. of housekeeping for everybody. Uh, you can catch this show hopefully every Wednesday night. Last week it went up on Thursday. This week it also might go up on Thursday, but we'll see. It's uh, a holiday but, week. It's, it's, it's excusable. Yeah, exactly. But uh, if you guys want to send us some topics to talk about or follow us on Twitter, just uh, hit us up at the Twitter handle at bros underscore talking or shoot us an email at bros talking pod at gmail.com. And I will list those in the show description as always. Now, real quick, that's talking with a G, right? It's not talking. It is talking with a G. Bros underscore talking with a G. Same with the uh, email is bros talking with a G pod at gmail.com. But those will be thrown in the show description. If you listen to us, shoot us a shoot us a tweet or an email. Let us know that you're uh, you're listening, and we'd or like to follow. like to hear some yeah like to hear some feedback. You can be a silent follower, just follow and not say anything. Just give us a follow on Twitter. Yeah, do something. Help us out. We'll uh, start being more active on the page now too. Not just uh not just being alive. We'll actually yeah. start tweeting and do stuff like that yeah so. we could probably uh tweet out every day now instead of just shooting tweet when we, when we record an episode that'd probably be helpful yeah let's get into some things i think we're doing kind of a, a 2019 in, in retrospect kind of kind of show yeah right we're now, just right? uh last night we said goodbye to 2019 so i kind of jotted down some notes um the things that I liked about 2019 in, in a couple different categories. Uh, hell yeah, and I got something for you a little, a little bit later when we're done with that for, for 2019. But, all right, so hit me with hit me with it. What did what did you like about 2019? On a personal on a personal level, a lot of my friends got married, so I got to, to hang out with them. Got to go to a couple bachelor parties, travel a lot, see see some friends that I didn't really get to see too much in the past years. Went to the Stanley Cup Finals with the job, so that was cool. Saw a lot of uh, a lot of big games, a lot of important moments in sports, so that was a lot of fun. Relaxed a lot, lived on the beach, man. So I couldn't complain. I honestly, 2019 was probably one of the better years that I've had in, in the past few years. Hell yeah, uh, 2019 for me was it was fine. <laughs> it was it was a good year. Uh, no no major complaints. 
uh, my side. Got got promoted at my job. Um, got to travel a little bit for my job, which I hadn't really done before. Went to a couple different states I've never been to before. Um, but other than that, I, I worked a lot. And um, yeah, that was pretty much it. But it was a good year overall. I'd say is a solid solid year, 2019. You know what was solid about 2019? Was that the movies that came the out movies. in 2019 were pretty solid if I do say so myself. So I figured we could start with movies just because for me, that's my biggest category because I started jotting down the movies that I did see in theaters. And it turns out it was more than I thought. I normally don't go to theaters that often and not saying I'm not a movie fan or anything. I just don't have the time to, but for somehow this year, I found a decent amount of time to go to some movies. So I kind of ranked my top three with a couple of, uh, I guess, just ones that didn't quite make the top three. So I guess I just honorable mentions. Yeah, how many did you uh, rank, just so I know? So I didn't really rank any. I just kind of jotted down the ones that I saw in theaters, um, which was actually a lot less than I thought it was. Uh, I didn't see, and I also wrote down the movies that I didn't see that I wanted to see. Okay, I could do that real quick, too. Nah, I'm not going to. There's a couple movies that I I wanted to see and didn't. Um, I know one of them was Hobbs and Shaw. I I wanted to see Hobbs and Shaw. I unfortunately did not have the opportunity to. But, uh, I did not see Hobbs and Shaw either. What were some of the movies that you jotted down that you didn't see? How's so that? We'll start the movies that. I didn't see uh, that I would like to see and heard really good things about were Irishman, uh, A Marriage you know, Story. You don't, to to, you don't have to go to theaters for either of those. No, I know, which is <laughs> kind of like, it sucks because I didn't watch a lot of movies this year besides like the big two, which I'm sure are on both of our lists. But I didn't watch Irishman. I didn't watch Marriage Story. I watched Parasite, which I heard was really good. Par- uh, I've heard nothing but amazing things about Parasite. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. And this came out, I think, in select cities, so I don't think it really came near me. No, it, it, it did get released eventually, I think. No, I wasn't talking about Jojo Rabbit. I was talking about 1917. Oh, oh nice. It comes out fully, I think, this month in yep. January, but uh, I think it got a limited release. And I didn't yeah, see I'm really, it. I'm, I'm really excited for that one. I also didn't see Joker. Joker was another one that I did not see. Neither yet. did I, and honestly, I'm okay not seeing it. I'll wait till it comes out. I I wanted to see it. I was interested in it, but my summers are so chaotic with my job that I can't really go to the movies a lot. So well, didn't that also come out in October? Did it? <laughs> I think so. Am I just making excuses? Uh, well, yep. I was traveling. I was traveling a lot. There you go. Back and forth to to the deep south. Yeah. So. That's my that's my excuse for not seeing Joker. That's fair. Didn't have the time. All right, All right, so with... I'm just gonna I'm gonna list my honorable mentions real yep. quick. So I saw Us, Jordan Peele's Us, which I thought was awesome. Um, it was one of the earlier movies that I saw. I think I saw it. I came out in February, I believe. So I saw that and I I liked it. Not as good as Get Out, but I I did think it was it was a head scratcher and intense and a lot of fun. So it was a good movie. Spider-Man Far From Home, that's in my honorable mention. Uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters did not make my top three. Ooh. It, it is in my honorable mentions, as is Lion King and It Chapter 2. All in my honorable mentions for movies of 2019. I would throw, I completely forgot about Lion King. Uh, I would throw Lion King in my honorable mentions. I really liked that movie. I thought it was. I did too. Okay. I, I know a lot of people hated it because they it's coming to Disney Plus in in this year, so I'm excited oh. to rewatch it on the on the small screen. I already bought it on DVD. I bought it the day it came out on DVD. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what would you say your number three favorite movie that you saw this year was? Uh, so if we're doing number three, 
Uh, then I have I have four movies on our list, so I'm going to throw Frozen 2 into my honorable mentions because I really, really enjoyed Frozen 2. Uh, there is one song in particular that Kristoff sings that is fantastic, and I think even if you don't like Frozen, you should listen to that song because it's hilarious. So that's okay. going to that's gonna be my one honorable mention. My number three is going to be, surprisingly, The Rise of Skywalker, and I won't go in, into it because we have a whole spoiler cast podcast. Go listen to it. It's great. My number three is also Rise of Skywalker. Hell yeah. So my number two would be Endgame. Avengers Endgame was fantastic, and I think, if I'm being honest, it probably wrapped up the MCU's Avengers arc better than Star Wars wrapped up its 42-year arc. That's just my honest opinion. So, so my number two is also Avengers Endgame. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, We're brothers. Uh, it, it, uh, it, it just culminate, like you said, where it wrapped up the saga for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It just did such a fantastic job. And I think after seeing it, I kind of was wishing Star Wars was going to be like that. Just the way everything ended and the the way the movie was paced was just really nice compared to what Star Wars was, where it was rushed and then kind of like slowed down towards the end, where yeah. Endgame was just, the pace of it was just fantastic. Basically, you could split it up into three different parts. It's hard to split up a Star Wars into any parts, really. So I I really did like Endgame and and I mean the part where he says on your left and the portal's open, I still yep. get chills. Spoilers. I can think I I can think about it. I can close my eyes and just think about it and get chills. I don't have that, to be watching it. So I went to, I don't know if I actually told you this, I went to see Rise of Skywalker again for a third time. And I noticed more parallels between uh Rise of Skywalker and Endgame the third time I saw it, where the on your left scene for Rise of Skywalker is obviously Lando calling out that all the ships came back. Yep. And then I didn't really put this together, but... Wait, can uh, I guess what you're going to say? Yes. Is there a comparison between Tony saying, I am Iron Man, and then yeah. Ray? Yep. Yeah, and I didn't Ray really pick up on that until the third time I watched it. I was like, oh shit, I, this is the end of Avengers Endgame. <laughs> like, yep, but, I, thought, I thought of that the second time I saw it. But well, Endgame I was just waiting better. for Ray to say, I am Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I hope there's a video out there of... And the Emperor saying, I am the Sith, and then it cuts to Tony saying, I am Iron Man. Like, Yeah. No, there definitely is. There's going to be side-by-sides of them yeah. and everything like that. So um, no but, no need to worry about that. Yeah. Uh, what's your number one? My number one is Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I it also was, didn't see that movie. That is another one that goes on my did-not-see-this-year this list. It and, was so good. I think I went and saw this by myself on a random Saturday during the summer. And I wanted to stay in the theater and watch it again. It was just so good. And I really did only see it one time in theaters, which is unfortunate because I would have liked to go see it again. But Quentin Tarantino killed it. And I've I've always liked Quentin Tarantino movies. I don't really know how to explain his style, but he's got a style where just every single movie he does is just awesome. So like Django, uh, Inglorious Bastards, Pulp Fiction, all these movies are just so good. So I had I went in there with high expectations and came out very, very satisfied. Oh, yeah. It was it was funny. It was intense. It was confusing. It, it and the the last half hour of the movie is phenomenal. It, it was just really good. So that's my number one movie of 2019. Yeah, I definitely I, need to see that movie. Uh, yeah, I really like I like Leo and I like Brad Pitt's in that movie, right? Brad Pitt kills it in this movie. I think I I personally I want Leo to win Oscar for best actor and Brad Pitt to win best supporting actor because I think they both deserve it from this movie. Granted I haven't seen all of the nominations or I don't even know if or, the nominations have come out yet. I I meant movies that are going to be nominated. Yeah. Like I haven't seen all of them but I I want I want Brad and Leo to win cuz they killed it. 
Especially Leo. Leo. Leo is the man. Just talking about like the movies I haven't seen yet makes me feel really bad because I just didn't see them. Like I didn't see Once Upon a Time and I really wanted to see Once Upon a Time. And I know that's probably gonna be nominated for like five different awards or ten different awards. And um, I also didn't see Ford versus Ferrari, which apparently is really good. Yeah, but, I didn't see that one either. Um, yeah. But my number one movie is probably nobody else's number one movie which is yep. Godzilla King of the Monsters. <laughs> Definitely not uh, anyone else's favorite movie. <laughs> goddamn, goddamn, dude. Uh, so before the 2014 Godzilla came out, but directed by Gareth Edwards, I had never thought I was going to see a Godzilla movie on the big screen. And then after 2014 came out and they were setting up like a universe, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. And then it was confirmed in, uh, I think it was 2015 or 2016, that Mothra, Rodan, and King Ghidorah were going to be in the sequel. And I about lost my shit, thinking there's no way like I would ever see those three monsters on a big screen in a Hollywood movie and goddamn they did it. And Mike Doherty, uh, the director of King of the Monsters is a huge Godzilla fan. And I think that shows in this movie because this movie is just basically a love letter to Godzilla. It all hundred percent is. It's, and it's easily just like hearing you get here. It was a, it was basically a gift to all the true Godzilla fans. Exactly. There. And I <laughs> loved it. I cried several times throughout the movie. They reused the original 1954 theme, just, uh, updated by Bear McCreary, who is an awesome composer. And then they got Surge from uh, System of Down to sing Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult for the end credits song. And it was just, goddamn, dude, it was it was everything I could have wanted in a Godzilla movie and more. And I'm really, really upset that it kind of flopped at the, at the box office. Yeah. It didn't make a lot of money, but... A uh, little fun fact about uh, that theme song, the Godzilla with the McCreary and Surge. It's in my top 20 songs played of 2019. It is also in mine. It is, it is really high up there. It's uh, a jam. A lot of the Godzilla uh, soundtrack is in my top 20 uh, played, <laughs> which is funny. But um, we got another sequel with 2020's uh, Godzilla vs. Kong coming out in November, which I'm super excited for and can't wait to see what that's going to be like. And I knew you'd be as, hyped. As much of a hyped show about as Batman for Superman, but... We'll see. I'm excited cool. for it. I'm going to be hyped for it no matter what. I'll be there opening night and probably see it like three times in theaters. But Yeah, I was just going to ask, uh, what are your thoughts on people not liking King of the Monsters? I get it. I completely understand. The the human aspect of it, like Kyle Chandler's character and Millie Bobby Brown's characters suck. They're not good. Um, which sucks because I like Kyle Chandler. And Kyle Chandler apparently watched all 30-ish Godzilla movies. To get prepared. Oh. You get prepared, which I think is really cool. But his character was boring. Uh, all the characters besides Sirizawa were boring, and then they killed off Sirizawa. Mm-hmm. But I liked um, I liked some of the characters. Like I like Bradley Whitford's character, and I liked that they threw the uh, the twins in there from Mothra. You just yep. have to kind of pay attention. But I completely understand why people wouldn't like it when think it was boring. And also, if you watched all three main trailers, it showed every single monster fight yep. in those three sure main did. trailers. So I uh, I kind of wish or kind of hope that they barely show Kong and Godzilla in the next trailers, which I know they're not going to do because they're going to want people to go see they, that movie. Yeah, <laughs> they have to actually advertise it Yeah, but um, and market it. But um, compare Godzilla King of the Monsters to the first Godzilla. Which, um, with, which, with Brian Cranston? Yeah. Which, which film do you think had a better human story? They both suck. Okay, um, that's, what but, I was, that's what I was going for. <laughs> but uh, probably the first one. Because it's more okay. of like a, a militarized, how the fuck do we kill this thing? And the second one's more of a, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like, hey, let's team up with him, but also let's kill him. But also, hey, let's team up with him. Like, it's all over the place for the second one. I I know I'm coming off hard, but I fucking adore this movie. So overall, I think 
the 2014 Godzilla might be a better movie um, if you're going to watch a Godzilla movie. But King of the Monsters is probably my favorite to come out right. since uh, 19... here's a, here, here's a 99, comparison. That... 1995's Godzilla vs. Troya. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, here's a comparison that doesn't make any really sense, except in my mind that I just did. Godzilla from 2014 is Force Awakens. Godzilla King of the Monsters is Rise of Skywalker. It gets all the, it gets all the fanboy uh, slop in King of the Monsters where you get uh, Jadora and Mothra and all the action, but not a good story. I, I can agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I can see that. It definitely it definitely plays off fan service. You know, they 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 talk about the Oxygen Destroyer, which was in the first ever Godzilla movie. They talk about at the end the the post credit scene is kind of hinting towards Mecha King Ghidorah, which would be really cool, but also not realistic. Which they're going for like a realistic vibe in this universe, so I don't really know what's going on there. Um, but yeah, I can see that that King of the Monsters is more of a Rise of Skywalker. I'd rather uh, instead of Mecha King Ghidorah, uh, Mecha Godzilla. I would like Mecha Godzilla. I would actually prefer a lesser known character like Biollante or Destroya to be the big bad that, that Kong and Godzilla obviously team up, or are going to team up. They're, they're not going to kill each other. There's not going to be a, a winner. They're, they're going to team up at the end. I would Which like one it to was Biollante? Biollante was like the rose monster. It was like a plant, a giant plant. Okay, um, yep. And then Destroya was the the one that was created by the Oxygen Destroyer in 1954's Godzilla. Like in the 1954 Godzilla, they used the Oxygen Destroyer. And that's what mm-hmm. creates Destroya. So I was hoping that's what, that's what they were going for with King of the Monsters because they use the Oxygen Destroyer. But I'm a huge Godzilla nerd, and I could talk about this all day. Tell. But yeah, those, that's my favorite movie of 2019. And it sucks because I didn't see a lot of other movies, but I don't think it would have been topped for me because I'm such a huge Godzilla fan. Right. If Endgame didn't top it. Yeah, then... exactly. <laughs> so then I, um, my next category was TV shows. And... It was tough to have TV shows that were new in 2019 because I'm, I'll admit, I watch a lot of old stuff, syndicated stuff on, on streaming services like The Office and Parks and Rec and The Simpsons and stuff like that. Yep. But I was able to come up with a list of four TV shows that came out in 2019 that I like. Uh, I um, only came up with a couple, so we'll, we'll, we'll go back and forth. But And I'm sure ours are going to be a little different, hopefully, maybe not our number one. But for most, for the most part, I think we have different shows because you watch a lot of different stuff than I do. Yeah. For the for for the most part. All right. So my number four was Black Mirror. It had a couple episodes come out this year, and I kind of got into it for a little while when I wasn't doing anything over the summer. Yep. I'd I'd uh, take some vitamins and lay out on the couch and just watch Black Mirror and get like freaked out. And I always like that kind of the vibe. So Black Mirror for me was number four. I got you. I only have two three on my list now okay so then i'll do my number then i'll do my number three um it's a recent addition to 2019 uh rick and morty season four only had i think five episodes four or five episodes but they were phenomenal there was i've I've, I've always liked rick and morty i actually got into it a couple years ago so i was a little late to the to the party but it's just it's an awesome show just so funny makes you think it's not just generic comedy it's 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 fun and it's smart and I don't know. The the new episodes this year were just playing into a lot of different themes, which I really liked. So yeah, that's I really, number three. For I me. need to watch Rick and Morty. I haven't seen I think I've seen like three episodes of Rick and Morty, but I think I would really like it. it it's awesome. Uh number three for me is not a show a season of it came out in uh twenty nineteen, but I haven't watched it yet. Uh The Expanse. The I read the first book and a half in the in the book series and Started watching the show about a year ago, the first season, and kind of fell off after like two episodes. 
and recently rewatched uh, season one, and now I'm halfway through season two. And that show is very, very good sci-fi if you are into sci-fi. I think everybody should watch it. And the fact that Amazon saved it from being canceled, it was on sci-fi, and then sci-fi canceled it, and Amazon picked it up for season four. And apparently season four is very, very good because it has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Uh, you don't see that a lot. Critics and fans, nope. Uh, so The Expanse, I'm only on season two, but it's it's really good if, if anybody's looking for some sci-fi fun. That was fun. the trailer that played before Rise of Skywalker, right? Yes, it was. That's what I thought. All right, my number two is The Boys. I didn't know what to expect going into it. I know I saw a lot of advertisement for it for on a couple uh, Instagram pages that I like, um, but no real like actual commercials for it or anything like that. And then one day I popped open Amazon Prime just to see what TV shows and movies were on it, and it was on the banner. So I watched the first episode, and within the first 30, no, not 30 seconds, that's a little too much. Probably within the first 10 minutes, I was hooked. I binge-watched the entire thing in a matter of days and fell in love and cannot wait for season two. I thought just the storyline, the idea of it, especially coming right after Endgame, I thought it was perfect timing for it because everyone was still on the superhero kick. So for them to pull this show out of thin air right in, right in the perfect time was was awesome. And I've watched it three times now, all eight episodes. I forgot about The Boys, so I'm adding it to my list. It is, now my number, it is now my number three. Expanse gets bumped back to number four. And for all the same reasons, uh, I love The Boys. I, did, I watched, started it and watched, I think, like the first five episodes within like two days and then got way too busy with like traveling and work and just forgot to watch the rest of it. I remember texting you like probably two weeks ago. I was like, hey, I just fin- or I'm finishing The Boys now. And you're like, oh, let me know what you think. But uh, yeah, that think, show is awesome. I think when you watched when you watched the last two episodes, I think I did too, just so I could have it fresh in my mind so we could talk about it. And I don't think we ever talked about it. No, I don't think we did either. But I think I think it's really really well done. I think like the twists that it it pulls. I know it's a graphic novel, and I think the graphic novel is actually done. So I think if you wanted to read what happens, I think you could. But I'm not probably not going to. But I um, also don't know if they're going directly off what the graphic novel is doing. I don't know either, uh, but I don't know if they're doing like a Walking Dead thing where they're using it as a base and then creating their own stories based off the graphic novels or not. But yeah. I haven't really looked into it that much. Uh, it's really cool. I think the concept of superheroes being shitheads is really, really well done. And Carl Urban is the man. Billy Butcher. It's so, so cool. It's not just that the superheroes are shitheads, but the corporization or I don't know how to say that the it being corporate and so I guess just by the books kind of thing is it's just you don't think of it like that like what if Captain America wasn't real and they were he was a money grabbing like name like just a symbol um I don't know it's just it's it's just such a cool idea that I, I fell in love with it so that's why it's my number two yeah it's really it's really good I can't wait for season two the, the trailer that they released for season two kind of sucks and it it looks does little... suck, but also it wasn't supposed to be released. It got yeah. leaked. Oh, did it? Yeah. It, it got definitely... as soon as as soon as I saw it, I went to like look on the official site and stuff like that. It wasn't there. Um, it wasn't on YouTube anymore, so it it got taken down. It was definitely just a sizzle reel, and it didn't look great. Um, it was just a bunch of explosions and blood and stuff. So yeah, I... but which by all means, I'm okay with it. But I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't show much of anything. They showed a couple things I think that are a little bit spoilery territory, like the fact that A Train survives and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Spoilers. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm I'm excited for season two, and I don't I don't think it's coming out for a while. It'll probably come out in the summer, like it like uh, season July. one. July. Is it July? I think so. 
All right, so that was that was my number three. <laughs> so what's your okay. what's your so what's number? your number two? My number two, two is, is yeah, two uh, is the boys for me. Oh right, my number two is uh, The Witcher. Yep, and this is I now very very fresh in my mind because I literally finished it about two hours ago. Uh, it? it was awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. it. It's a little convoluted if you don't know a little bit of the backstory. They don't. It's a. It's based off the books, uh, but the books have games based off them too. And the games have nothing to do with the books and nothing to do with the show, but they're also in the same story. So like they're considered canon, but it's really. So it's convoluted if you don't know any of the backstory. I know a little bit because I read the very first book and played the third game. So. I know I know a little bit of the backstory, so I was not as confused as other people would be if they watched it. Um, but if you're looking for like a something to fill the Game of Thrones uh, void that season eight left in your heart, I would highly recommend The Witcher. Just maybe read up a little bit on like a little bit of the backstory, or not, just watch it all the way through, and then read up on the backstory so it makes more sense. But it it can be a little confusing at times. I've heard uh, Henry Cavill's character is very horny in it. Uh, Geralt of Rivia is horny in literally anything he's in. Uh, he has sex with pretty much everything. It's great. Yeah, I've heard sometimes his horniness can actually ruin things for him. Yes, I, this is all that I've heard. I never watched it. Never, never done anything Witcher related. So I'm pretty, uh, but pretty green when it comes to the Witcher. Shout out to Henry Cavill because a lot of people were nervous about that casting, but he fucking nails it, dude. He is great. And he is a very attractive man, and he's it's, he's fun to watch. One thing yeah. that I did see from The Witcher was just a uh, a compilation of him saying fuck, yep. which I thought was hilarious. Yep. Uh, there's also a story that came out that the costume designer for The Witcher hated his job because Henry Cavill's muscles kept breaking the costumes. I, I, I did <laughs> I did see that too. <laughs> and goddamn, I aspire to be that someday, man. <laughs> I want to do that so bad. Just my well, muscles break my shirts. Like, yep, oh man. My, ta- my tailor hates me because my pecs keep ripping through my dress shirt. So. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Goddamn. All right, I'm pretty sure we share a number one. Yeah, definitely. The Mandalorian? Yeah. Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, spoilers for The Mandalorian, because I'm sure we're going to talk about that final episode. And the season as a whole, but that is the best Star Wars to happen since Return of the Jedi. That's good to come right out and say. Agreed. Agreed. Better than the prequels. Definitely as a whole better than the uh, sequel trilogy. It's, but it's it, up there with Rogue One. It might be very, very close to Rogue One because Rogue One is so good. And, uh, and I think I think those two and that's what gives does it like does it well is that it's not following the main storyline. So it has the power to kind of do other things. Like yeah, not no. not just follow the Anakin Skywalker story, the, exactly, or just the Skywalker story in general. It has a power to kind of go off and do its own thing, while still being Star Wars. You can introduce so many new things to it. You can't do that with the Skywalker saga just because it follows the straight line and it's movies. The fact that this is a TV show and it can have seasons, there's just so much opportunity with it. And so far, John Favreau has done nothing but nail it. Uh, yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree that I think. The, the reason why Rogue One and The Mandalorian succeed, and Solo should have done this, but it, it doesn't, um, is the fact that it has the base of the story, it just needs to fill in the gaps kind of thing. Like, um, well, Mandalorian's kind of its own story, but Rogue One especially was a, a hey, this is how, they got the Death Star plans, but how did they get them? Oh, they did this. And then Mandalorian yeah. has, like, already the established lore of the empire is gone after episode there's is kind of disbanding after episode six or yeah episode six of star wars rise of skywalker or jesus return of the jedi they have to end up 
before Force Awakens. So it's it's in this like 30 year time period where anything can happen. They have overarching stories, but they just kind of fill in what ha- like this this story of this lone bounty hunter. And I think it's so awesome that it's basically just like a live action Clone Wars because Clone Wars is right. the same thing. I was just um, gonna say that they're doing a really cool job tying into the animated series. Yeah, which is yeah. nice because that's gonna put more eyes on the Clone Wars and Rebels. And exactly me, me included, me included because I started watching Clone Wars after the Mandalorian, after I realized that the, some of the stories were tying back into the animated series, which is obviously canon and part of the Star Wars lore, but not really popularized. So exactly. This, so this this TV series I think is gonna be it's just going to be, and obviously with Baby Yoda making the Hall of Fame of memes, it just puts so much, so many more eyes on Star Wars, which I thought was was awesome. Baby Yoda came out, or Baby Yoda came, Mandalorian came out November twelfth, I think, and Baby Yoda was up there for meme of the decade. <laughs> it came out November twelfth, two thousand nineteen, <laughs> and it was yep. up there for meme of the decade. Um, I'm glad it didn't but, win. Did it yeah, win? Yeah, I don't know. There's so many different people doing their meme of the decade. I don't really, Fair. I don't really know who won um the mandalorian i think like you said does a really good job of tying in to the anime series by bringing stuff in from the anime series that was never seen in live action before like the dark saber at the end of the final episode of the season which is in yep. both clone wars and rebels and it's really really it's a really cool story and real cool arc on, on who winds up holding the dark saber and stuff like that so i do think that it's doing a really good, good job of hey these these animated series just because they're animated doesn't mean they're not important and, I mean, uh, even mentioning the Great Purge and yep. just the Mandalorian history, it it's it's it, it ties it in really well, really nicely. And like I said, it's going to put more eyes on the animated series. And now this year they're releasing the final season of Clone Wars. Yep. So I'm going to need to rewatch all Clone Wars before that. Comes Agreed. Out. I'm gonna I'm gonna binge watch Clone Wars and probably even Rebels. There's probably a way to to watch it so you don't have to watch some of the filler episodes because some of the filler episodes are pretty boring. Like there's episodes where there's there's a an arc where uh, Mace Windu goes off with Jar Jar, and they have their own adventures, and uh, it's not worth watching. <laughs> Mace Windu and Jar Jar? Huh? Yep. Okay. Um, but yeah, Mandalorian, man, so good. And one thing I was kind of bummed about was the way they showed Pedro Pascal, his face. Well, like that's you, the thing. Like, like you all you, knew it was Pedro Pascal. But like, why did you have to show him? Like, why did you have yeah. to show him? <laughs> I, didn't, I don't get it. But Yeah. It's funny, though, because, like, Pedro Pascal, like, I, I think I saw a meme. It was uh, Pedro Pascal set to play the Mandalorian. Everyone's face was shocked. And then when they showed Pedro Pascal's face, it's the same shocked yeah. uh, face. <laughs> yeah. like it's, just, it's just, I didn't, I know it's Pedro Pascal, but I didn't know it's Pedro Pascal under yeah. the mask. Like, because he does such a good job with it. I mean, I love Pedro Pascal. Uh, one thing I really liked him in was Game of Thrones. And speaking of Game of Thrones segue, holy shit, what a terrible end to Game of Thrones we got in 2019. I, I always... On- I always boasted that I never watched one single episode, never really got into it, which is surprising because I like stuff like that. I love Lord of the Rings, and I've always kind of liked the that kind of genre. Fantasy, but, high fantasy genre. Yeah, but after the season eight finale, I'm so happy I did not invest any time <laughs> into Game of Thrones. And I've listened to podcasts where they just shit on it for hours and people have like waited years for this and they put Bran on the throne. Like Dude. so, so funny that and I'm so proud of myself for holding back and not binge watching hours and hours of Game of Thrones just to see the finale in lifetime. I was nervous after season seven because season seven was really felt really rushed. And they're like, Don't worry, we're taking 
two years to film this and, and, and edit it and do a bunch of post stuff on it. And each episode is going to be like the length of a movie. And damn, we did not get any of that, man. It definitely took a lot, a lot longer to get the show. But man, it was so rushed. There was one, maybe two good episodes in the season. It was only a six episode season. And I think the last three episodes were longer than regular episodes. And the, the first three were not. They were all normal length, except for... So maybe maybe four of the six episodes were longer length, but not by much. And the ending, man, just a slap in the face to everybody. I, I was having a watch party. And the one thing I said... I was like, man, I hope they don't pull Lord of the Rings and the character Sam brings the book about how he wrote. And it's called an, a story or a song of ice and fire, like the book series is called. And then one of the last scenes is Sam coming in with a book saying, hey, I wrote this and opens the page. That's called the song of ice and fire. Like, motherfucker, God damn it. Why would you do that? It was just so lazy and terrible. And I, I, I watched a YouTube video today of one of the songs from season eight of Game of Thrones. And I was like, man, I really want to watch this now. And I thought about it. I was like, but I don't want to because the ending was just so sour. Like, it's kind of like How I Met Your Mother. Like, I don't feel like ever watching that show again because the ending just sucked so badly that I don't ever yeah. want to watch Game of Thrones again because the ending well, just left such well, a sour taste well, in my mouth. Well, with How I Met Your Mother, they were able to do an alternate ending and put it on YouTube. They can't do that with Game of Thrones. No, yeah. they no, they can't. Man, so disappointing. Everything just felt so rushed about that season. And that was probably my least favorite show I watched it's in funny because i think that came out the weekend before endgame came out so lucky game of thrones had that so endgame was able to distract it but looking back i'm i gave myself a couple pats on the back for not being invested in in the show just because of all the fan uproar yeah. <laughs> about about the stupid uh season eight yeah it was bad dude it was real bad so i'm guessing that's not in your top tv shows no that was my uh i actually have i wrote like 2019 faves in my notes about movies music tv shows and then under least faves is game of thrones season eight and it's the only thing on there <laughs> nice all right so what do you got for music so this one was tough for me this one was also tough for me because i don't listen to a lot of new music like i listen to uh the music i've been listening to for the past 24 years basically and then Same. some some new things will will uh squeak into my my library but then it'll just be in my repeats but i have uh blink 182's album nine is in my favorite music uh i think it's a good return to form for blink i think it was better overall better than california um which was their album in 2016 i believe yep uh i i think i think 2015 i think i enjoyed listening to nine more than i did california but easily a nine is also on my list it's actually my number one but I'm not good. I don't have these in any order just because like you, like you, I listen to everything from, from 1990 to all the way up through now. So my top, my top listens were all newfound glory songs and simple plan songs from when I was 15 years old. Yeah, so, exactly. so I don't really have a top for music, but nine is definitely an awesome album. Uh, it was in my top three listened to for this year, which is pretty impressive. Like a couple of the songs, dark side, my favorite song of the year, I think, um, it's just such a good song and obviously pin the grenade they, it, it's from front to back it's a better album than california easily it, it's up there and blink's good song uh, good albums but it's not old school blink just because of without the minus tom thing kind of yeah sucks. uh actually pin the grenade was my top played song of 2019 that's my favorite song off that album nice uh but my the other thing i have i have two other things and one of them came out in 2018 i didn't realize it uh i thought living proof 
from State Champs came out in 2019, but it definitely sure did not. Didn't. It definitely came sure out in not. summer of 2018. Yep. And I <laughs> didn't realize that because we went to see them in March of 2019. And, and we was, saw them at Warp Tour last yeah, year. The, they played a handful of songs from. I'm pretty sure it wasn't 2019 the one we saw them in March. That was their Living Proof tour, right? Right. It, yep. It was. Yeah. So. I wrote that because I thought that was, the album came out this year, but definitely didn't. Uh, but my the only other one I have is from your screen, Dear Stereo Three, by Blink, okay. or by Newfound Glory. Um, that's obviously on mine too, with me being a huge Newfound Glory fan. What was your favorite song off of? Your screen, uh, Stereo it fluctuates. It changes every time I hear that album. I really like Cups. I really like uh, This Is Me, and I really like A Thousand Years. But I also okay. really like Let It Go, and I also really like Power of Love, <laughs> which is every single song on that album. Uh, nope, but, you forgot but, one. Oh, uh, I had a tiger. I always forget that I had tigers on. Oh, it. we forgot one more. Uh, accidentally in love. Accidentally in love, right? So uh, my, my my three favorites from that album, and they also rotate favorite, is Power of Love, This Is Me, and Accidentally in Love. I think my top three would be Cups, Thousand Years, and This Is Me. So I can't really choose. When the, when they opened with This Is Me, when we saw them in October. Or when did we see them? November. November. It was it was just such the perfect such a perfect opening for the show. Yeah, it was great. Um, if anybody can uh, go see New Fun Glory, I would highly suggest it because they put on a fantastic show every time. Yep. I also listed a couple songs of 2019 that I really liked, and I don't know how anyone could list out top 2019 songs and not have Old Town Road by Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. Yep. I mean, granted, it, granted, it was super viral and everyone was listening to it, but you can't, you have to admit that shit was a banger. That it, it was slaps, the dude. perfect it still song. Slaps. It still goes, and the people are saying it's the song of the decade released in 2019. Which fuck no, I'm not arguing. I I, I couldn't put up an argument for that one though. That's it's a jam, man. Song of the decade? I don't think so, man. I was what, thinking about what? like movies of the decade and shit like that, and I forgot that Inception came out this decade. That's yeah. my movie of the decade, but like I I forget about songs that came out in 2010 and 2011 and shit like that earlier. But they're decade. talking about I'm not talking about like best song, but like most viral song of the decade. Uh, now lies me with. Okay. I don't even. I don't want. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to talk. Soldier Boy came out when you were in middle school. That's true. <laughs> Definitely not this decade, but um, no, I don't want to talk about songs of the decade. But um, Lil Nas X, Old Town Road. The top one of the top songs of 2019. I also have uh, "Where We Belong," featuring Simple Plan, State Chance, and We the Kings. Great song. I personally love when bands like that collab. Like you see a lot, you see it a lot in rap and like hip hop, but you don't see that a lot in punk pop and rock and stuff like that. You don't see a lot of collabs. Like to my knowledge, there's not a lot of emo bands like that that collab. And when when they wrote that song and put it out when they were all on tour together. It was such a jam. It's still a jam. It's uh, that came out pretty late in the year too. And that was in my top songs of the year. Uh, so. that song, yeah, that song's great. I think that was also like top three in my most played this year. I think it was number five for me. Nice. But yeah, so that's music. I mean, I'm pretty simple when it comes to music. I can listen to literally everything. So that's why my albums were pretty small. Like if you listen, I listened to um, a couple podcasts where they listed out their favorite albums of the year, and they were all like Future and rap and stuff like that. And, I listened to it, but I can't say it was in the top because I I can't I can't put that in my top just because I don't listen to it enough. Yeah, I don't listen to it like enough. 
like rap or anything like that too or like popular I, I, stuff i do really like rap music like i do listen to rap music but like i'm so not i'm not a big fan of the, the trap rap like i'm not a big fan of juice world or, or anything like that or xxx tentacion i'm just naming dead Although rappers I, now, but. I was i was listening to a podcast and one of the guys al- uh, favorite albums was uh sturgill simpson i don't know if you've heard him or not but he's pretty cool it's country but like hard country like this guy did some heavy drugs in his in his lifetime and like sang songs about it hmm. so they're pretty cool i'm like yeah now, listen to the album from front now i completely skip around completely blanked out for a second did you mention blanco brown i did not uh the get the get up giddy up or whatever it's called the get up get up yeah i'm surprised he didn't mention blanco brown i, I i'm surprised too just because i i like him i like you his met songs. Him. i met him i like his songs that aren't the get up he's got a couple Country time, get old memories. He's got a good. He's got a good. Uh, country time's a great song. Country time's a fantastic song, but he's got and he just released his first album, so like a lot of those songs from his first EP are on that album, and it's pretty solid. He has another one that uh, just came out that's pretty good. If if I were to recommend it, it would be, it's called Funky Tonk. It's about him get like thinking he has a DWI. It's basically don't drink while drive, but it's it's cool. Oh, cool. Um, so. And he's a weird guy. Yeah, I'll probably check out his album. <laughs> when you met him, did you have any like like did you get to talk to him at all? A little bit. I told him that uh, a few of my a few of his songs were on my workout playlist, and he was like, he he appreciated it. Took a couple pictures and shook my hand, and it was he 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 was very grateful for it because it was a free concert. It's not, he was just trying to get his name out there, and I think there were only like fifteen or sixteen people. Yeah. Was uh because everyone knows him just for the get up, so they came to do the dance with him, but. I let him know that some of his songs that aren't the get up are in my playlist, and I think he appreciated that. Nice, hell yeah, young young artists looking to make their name in the in the world. All, probably, always appreciate cool. those. It's probably cool to hear. Yep. Uh, like us, hoping to make it into the podcast world. Please follow us and listen to us. <laughs> Please let us know you're listening. <laughs> Please, we're begging you. Uh, All right. And then I, I wrote mean, down I wrote down oh, a couple of video games. Oh shit! I yeah yeah. <laughs> See this this category was more directed to you just because same with music and video games I only play the classics I don't really broaden my horizons when it comes to video games because I don't have a lot of time so yeah. when I do have time to play video games I want to play something that I can just turn my mind off so like my three video games are Madden Call of Duty and 2K like that's really <laughs> that's really all I played this year uh. All right, I'll I'll throw some out there real quick. Uh, try not to go too deep into them because I am a huge video game nerd and I love I talking one, and love playing. Yep. Can I throw one more in there? The Division. Yeah, I was gonna throw Division. in the Division Two. Division Two. That's one. one game that I did play that we need to finish. Yeah, that game is so much fun and I think we probably could go back to it some point soon because that game is a lot of fun to just. It's definitely uh, made for multiplayer and and co-op and you need someone to to dive in with. And we did a really good job of that, of, hey, let's do this mission. Hey, let's go over there, kill these guys, and get more loot and stuff like that. So I really, really enjoyed The Division 2. Um, another game I really enjoyed was Luigi's Mansion 3. Luigi's Mansion 3 was my plane game from traveling to, uh, from back and forth from the state of Arkansas to where I live. So I really liked playing Luigi's Mansion 3 on the uh, my Nintendo Switch on the plane. Uh, Didn't that win some awards? It won... So at the video game awards, it won best family game, but the, all the other games were also Nintendo games. It was like basically the best Nintendo character gotcha. game category, but it, it wasn't called that. It was called best family game and uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 won. It was really good. Going to throw out Jedi, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. 
uh, it came out at the perfect time because it came out in the hype season for Rise of Skywalker. So I, I dove into that and really, really enjoyed it. Uh, definitely not for everybody because the combat's kind of difficult if you don't know how to play like Dark Souls or any of the Souls-like games. I really, really enjoyed it and the story was really cool. And Did you finish it? <clears throat> yeah, I did. Yeah, I beat it. Uh, it, it, it the ending is really cool. The ending kind of spoiled in, in a commercial. So if you're watching the commercial for Star Wars Fallen Order and you haven't played it yet, I would turn the commercial off because the ending kind of gets spoiled. Um, uh, and the, the third one, the last one I'll mention real quick is Death Stranding. I got it for Christmas, so I've been playing it pretty much every night or around every night for the past two weeks. And that game is super weird. And it's definitely not a video game that everybody should play. But it is a lot of fun because it's you're basically a postman. You're Norman Reedus, and you're I think the character should just be called Norman Reedus because I'm pretty sure this is just how he is in real life, not being a postman, but the way he acts and stuff like that. He's is definitely it not? not it's not voiced by Norman Reedus, right? No, it, it's voiced by Norman Reedus. It's played, oh, it is. The, the whole okay. character is voiced and modeled after Norman Reedus, and there's funny videos of him doing like mocap sessions like that, like that kind of stuff with uh Mads Mikkelsen, who's also in the game. Uh, but it's definitely not for everybody, and it, it's there's definitely just a, a a gameplay loop of going to this one area, collecting a delivery, putting it on your back, putting the equipment you'll need for it on your back, and then just walking across the map to deliver it to somewhere else. It it's, seems like pointless and boring, but it's actually pretty fun because there's a bunch of obstacles in your way, and you actually have to balance the way you walk. And you can't go into the rivers because you'll you'll trip and all your cargo will float down the river, and you have to go get it. And it, it's it's actually pretty interesting. It's pretty fun. Yeah, those are my uh, those are my just three of the top games I played this year. I played a, a shit ton more. Yeah, you did that off the top of your head because I didn't tell you about video games before. Yep. So good job. Thanks. Uh, I'm gonna read read some stuff off to you. So this is uh this comes from NPR and it is called Strange News, and these are just really weird headlines that happened in 2019. And I would like to see if you can if I leave a word out if you can finish them. Okay. Uh, this this one's my favorite. It's blank, blank week in Alaska's Katmai National Park. Time to fill out your bracket. So it's two words, blank, week. Blank, blank week? So it's, yeah, it's two words. So it's, it's blank, blank week in Alaska's Katmai National Park. Time to fill out your bracket. Does that have something to do with bears? It does have something to do with bears. <laughs> um, bear mating week? I don't know. Uh, the correct headline is, it is Fat Bear Week in Alaska's Katmai <laughs> National Park. Time to fill out your bracket. And the blurb is, bears preparing for hibernation need to eat as much as they can for the winter. In Alaska, this habit has turned into a uh, March Madness with bears going head-to-head to see who is the fattest. I don't know why I thought it had to do with bears. I like just put Alaska and I was like, there's a lot of bears in Alaska. There is a lot of bears. Uh, I want to participate next week, next year in Fat Bear Week. Fill out awesome. the bracket. Fill out a bracket. Uh, that would be that would be so dope. Uh, let me find. How do you fill out there. a bracket? Does it does it explain how to fill out a bracket? In I'm sure if I clicked it? on the article. Yeah. But I'm Interesting. At the T Rex races, on your mark, get set, blank. At the T Rex races. T Rex races. On your mark, get set, stomp. Uh, it is roar. W A R R A W W R R, and it says, 
the sight of fierce-looking dinosaurs bobbing down a groomed horse track has quickly become a crowd favorite at the Emerald Downs Racetrack in Washington State. It's the T-Rex oh, costumes. Those are, yes, those are the people that, that have the inflatable T-Rex costumes. Yep, I've, and seen, they, I've seen clips from that. <laughs> they, uh, they definitely just are at a horse track and just race, and it looks great. It looks. Yep, they, they just sprint in them, and the heads are bobbing up and down. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. so funny. Uh, a New Hope. Blank learns to sing Star Wars theme. Lizzo. <laughs> no, it is a seal. Oh. Learns to sing the Star Wars theme. Really? Uh, yeah. I, uh, I might uh, need to YouTube that. Yeah, I'll probably send it to you. Oh. <laughs> uh, Lizzo was close, though. Give me another one. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh, wait. Here we go. Uh, Let's look at this. Let's look at this real quick. The 90 wildest Florida man headlines from 2019. Oh, yeah. You just got to shout out a couple of those. Yeah. Uh, let's see. January 2nd, Florida man doesn't get straw, attacks McDonald's employee. <laughs> let's skip down to February at some point. Wait, did, did you do the thing? Earlier this year, where you Google your your birthday and Florida man and see I what did. the headline mine was. was. Mine wasn't great. I can do it real quick right now. Yeah, I'll do mine uh, real quick too. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I really enjoyed mine. Oh yeah, I don't enjoy mine. Florida, uh, November twentieth. Yeah, so this is from two thousand eighteen. Florida man arrested for having sex with a miniature horse. Oh okay. I'm not a fan of that one. For mine is uh, December twenty third. Florida man fighting for his life after chasing monkey. <laughs> Uh, we got one from February 6th of this year, which is Florida man tried to run over sun because he didn't want to take a bath. Yeah, do one for every calendar month and then yep, we'll uh, close it out. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, Florida, uh, March 22nd, Florida man Google self to find out what which Florida man he is. <laughs> what? Uh, is this two? This is all 2019 though, right? Yeah, but I uh, I think it stops at March. Oh, that stinks. I know. Oh, Squirtle attacks Florida, man. Rodent was raised by a neighbor. That one's good. Squirtle? A squirrel. Sorry. A squirrel. <laughs> the Pokemon became real in Florida. You never know. That wouldn't shock me. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll stop with the Florida man headlines. I can't really find any good ones. That works. So overall, 2019 was a solid year. Looking back on it, movies, games. Oh, yeah. I... Who... This is a question I wanted to ask earlier, but I mean, might as well ask now. Who do you think was the athlete of 2019? Athlete. I have two honorable mentions. All right, let me hear your honorable mentions. I have one in my head. Okay, honorable mention: Tiger Woods winning the Masters so after dope. all these years. So cool. So cool, and definitely worth an honorable mention. Um, he didn't do much else in the tournament, so or the the tour. So I don't. I wouldn't say he was athlete of the year. Definitely an honorable mention. My other honorable mention is Lamar Jackson. Last year, he well not last year, but he was drafted last season and then playing in 2019, led the team to the playoffs. Didn't do so hot in the playoff game, but started a comeback in the second half. And then this season, he's just been unstoppable. So he's definitely an honorable mention. Going to win MVP in his second year in the league. Set a record for rushing touchdowns um, or rushing yards for a quarterback. Led the team to an 11-game win streak to get them into the playoffs and home field advantage. So he is definitely in my honorable mention. Uh, RG3 got that last win. So I know. No, I know. He got, that's why I said 11 in a row, because for the 12th win in a row, was oh, RG3. The first person that came to mind when you said athlete of, athlete of the year, it's not decade, right? It's just year? Yeah. Uh, athlete of 2019 is Kawhi Leonard. 
that's my number one. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody got as popularized as Kawhi did um, in 2019 in Toronto. He was very memed because of all his weird interviews and his weird laugh. And I think he, but then all of a sudden he just stepped up his game <clears throat> and kind of did what he didn't do in San Antonio. I don't even know. I don't even know if it was the team around him that, that helped him, but he just kind of took his game to the next level and, and really showed that his, he's one his, of the top players. Play in the, his play during the playoffs was phenomenal. That shot to win round two against Philly that bounced around the rim and then dropped in and then them just crushing the bucks to get to the finals. Yep. And, and then even after they won, which he, obviously earned MVP of the finals, but then after he won the celebrations, the the board man gets paid, the what is do baby. Like yep. he was super popular and then he finessed his way to the Clippers and finessed Paul George to getting traded to the Clippers. And now they're gonna run LA and I think they're gonna overthrow LeBron James and Anthony Davis and I think he's a better team in LA. I hope he so. He just man. had he just had such a good year. Yeah, shout out to Kawhi. Shout out to the board man. The fun board guy. Man gets paid. I, I really, I really like Kawhi Leonard. I, I think. Um, I don't know if the SPs have already happened. Have they already happened for 2019? No, they usually happen in like February. That's when you usually love the awards. So I bet he'll win Athlete of the Year. I hope so. Here yeah. I, I know he doesn't. I know he doesn't give a shit if he wins it or not. But no, I, definitely I hope not. He wins it. Definitely not. So that's uh, that's 2019 in a nutshell. See you, 2019. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for 2020. Don't ask me what I'm uh, doing next year. I don't want 2020, but you know what I mean. <laughs> do you think more people are going to say 2020 or 2020? 2020, dude. That's so much easier. You think people so are going to say 2020? Fuck that. I don't know. It's A lot of people say 2019, 2018, 2020. I mean, maybe it's just like me because I've, I've always said... 20 whatever 2014 2015 2016 I, I never it said sounds so, it yeah. sounds so much cooler saying 2020 the real question is when we get to 2120 are people going to say 2120 or are they going to say 2120 you know what i don't have to worry about it i don't care oh well you don't know they, you might be able to put you in a robot and you can survive until 2100 i would like to pass on that option i would I not, would, not. I would like i would like to be as a robot be a cyborg and nah maybe not i don't know we'll see We'll see when we, we'll cross that <laughs> when we get to it. Exactly. All right. Uh, anything else on the, the the agenda? Not that I know of. All right. So I think that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening this week. If you uh, if you dig the show, tell your friend, tell your parents, tell everybody, tell us. Please let us know. Uh, help us grow this podcast and do uh, into something a little bit bigger uh like i said don't be afraid to send us topics to talk about if you find something funny if you find something about movies about sports video games and literally anything we will we, we can talk about it on this show because this show has no agenda at all what's your uh what's your new year's resolution for 2020 i don't really have resolutions because i don't really stick to them my my resolution is going to be to keep this show going no matter how busy we get wow i like it there we go but I just said I don't stick to resolutions. (laughs) So we got, we got to be on each other to make sure we stick to it. Yeah. I'll stick to it. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, Nick, if people want to do talk to you about literally anything on the world, uh, where would they find you? Be able to find me on the Twitter machine. If you want to at N I C K A zero two three, Nick a zero two three on Twitter. You can also find me on the same handle on Instagram. That's more personal. I don't really do much on Instagram, but Twitter is where it's at. So hit me up on the Twitter machine. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Amazing Asthmatic. Uh, I will spell that in the show description. I'll drop all of our Twitter handles uh, in the show description. Again, our show Twitter handle is bros underscore talking. Talking is with a G. 
and the email is bros talking pod at gmail.com so that's gonna do it so uh thanks for uh stopping by see ya peace